the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Good afternoon, everybody. Windy day out there, like March is supposed to be. I already knocked down a couple of branches in my yard, so let's start thinking very positively. Everything that is created begins in the mind. If the physical world can affect the mind, but the mind cannot affect the physical world, then it's the only one-way interaction known in science. Conceptual habits of conscious mind equals a greater bar to man's discovery of himself. Subconscious mind does exactly what the conscious mind tells it to do. There we go. You know, uh, I always start off saying, hey, go to WHK's webpage, WHK1420. Go to local uh, uh, podcast and go down to the Smart Investor Show. And you can go directly to my webpage if you'd like to have an interview or you'd like to talk to me about your portfolio, just hit the contact me, email me. Uh, Also, while you're there, there's an insight uh, banner. And on that insight banner, we have a lot of good stuff. And then below it's the bulletin board. And the bulletin board uh, has not only our weekly newsletter, but also Rob Schleimer, uh, our head technical analyst, one of the best in the world, uh, is got what they call roadmap. And I think it's highly Well, if you're in the market, you should be reading it. That's simple as that. Uh, also, if you'd like to get our uh, dividend growth portfolio, our prime income list, our top ideas, uh, plug in there. You know, I'll mention a couple things. You know, we uh, we had uh, Dane Toppage from Dunbar Bender, uh, and they're once again they they had a couple pieces in LinkedIn this week that were phenomenal about how you can put more money away without the government touching it. You know, that's what a retirement plan is. The best thing to do in a retirement plan is put as much as you can because if the government can't touch it for 15, 20 years, it's going to grow faster. All right? It's as simple as that. Um, also, you know, if you've got a company and you're looking to sell it, if you're one of our clients, we'll tell you what it's worth. How about that? So that a private equity firm doesn't come in and steal it from you, because <laughs> that's what's happening, folks. All right. So uh, there we go. Uh, so let's let's talk about. You know, we had the Fed meeting this week, and they raised interest rates, and I I think they're knocking on the devil's door, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, the one thing that is interesting is through all of what's going on here. We were up last week, but I'm telling you, the sentiment signals are starting to look really extreme. People are just bearish, bearish. You know, I mean, Joe Biden came in with the lowest 
uh, rating for a president ever after two years, even Jimmy Carter. You know, uh, Jimmy's probably smiling at this point. So uh, now you got small cap valuations that have just been pummeled, but the NDX is up. It's up 18.6% this year. That's the top 100 NASDAQ stock. So uh, people ask me why I'm still there, and that's why. <laughs> so look, uh, Powell's in his speech said he possibly has one more hike in him. Now, relative to where we are immediately prior to those bank issues arising, when the Fed seemed perfectly fine with folks discussing the possibility of a terminal getting to 6%. Uh, but if Powell said today economic risks are likely to materialize from these banking issues, then why even go once more? Uh, I don't get to, you know, you know, there's, uh, I don't know if you've ever read Smiley's People by John LeCar. But in Smiley's People, and in the movie, by the way, with Alec Guinness, Toby, who's the Hungarian-born but English citizen who's who's in MI5, says to George Smiley, George, there's nothing worse than an old spy in a hurry. There's nothing worse than a Fed chair in a hurry. You know, he's like a little kid. Two weeks before Christmas, is it Christmas yet? Christmas yet? Is it Christmas yet? Is it two percent inflation yet? Is it two percent inflation yet? You don't have to do it in a year. You blow up the system that way, and I think uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But look, we had some aftershocks. Obviously, uh, you know a lot of banks uh, did swap. You know they opened up their swap lines and provided some dollar funding. Okay, so uh, this was after the the Silicon Valley Bank Corp thing. I thought notable that a lot of mid-sized bank coalitions of America, which is at the MBCA, if you haven't known about it, sent a letter to the FDIC arguing extending the insurance on all deposits for the time being. And and then Fed Chair and, uh, and Treasury Secretary Yellen released a joint statement in support of SNB, which is su- supporting you know, the UBS Credit Suisse merger, proclaiming the U.S. financial, financial system re- resilient, okay? So you got a lot of stuff going on here that people are paying attention to. And, and what I'm starting to see is a bottoming in the, in the banks. Now, you know, I don't think you have to rush out and buy them, but I think, you know, you have to be paying attention because some of these things, you know, there's some companies that, I mean, there's some banks out there that are in really good shape. I mean, they're hitting Charles Schwab because people are taking money out of Schwab to, to go to higher yields. Well, I can tell you this, Schwab doesn't have to do a secondary offering. They're in good financial shape. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not recommending Charles Schwab, by the way. So we had two weeks ago, we had the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank Group. Remember, financials were the number two asset class in dynamic asset level investing from our friends from Dorsey Wright. They're now sixth in a two-week period. Matter of fact, most of it occurred in a four-day period. Charles Schwab went down 26% in a four-day period. So the S&P is up 2.5% since then, since 310, led by technology and FANG, by the way, and even Bitcoin to an extent. So the aftershocks continue. The regional banks are the large players in commercial real estate. That's what's really getting hit. And I I think, you know, if you continue uh, along these lines, it's, you know, I guess the question is, like March, is it in like a lion 
out like a lamb. All right. The recent banking stress put the markets on high alert and and was a most unwelcome development at the time when the Fed is trying to engineer a soft landing uh, in the U.S. economy, which I don't think they're going to do at this point. And it might be time for a rethink. Okay, why financial market conditions at the moment could hardly be uh, characterized as lamb-like, just yet anyway. You know, market uncertainty apparently subsided enough over the past week to give policymakers at the Fed enough confidence to deliver a quarter-point rise. Wow. You know, so that's that's really interesting. Now, look, um, I, I have a, a, a friend of a friend, and this friend of a friend knows a guy who is going to buy a house uh, in June 2016. And he and his wife, and this guy's a, 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 a writer. He was a writer, at, he was a former columnist at Motley Fool and also at, at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and he wasn't going to make any emotional decisions. So they looked on Zillow and they saw a nice place. And they, they, walked, up the, <laughs> they walked up the driveway and his wife said, wow, I love it. And I remember my wife, you know, I was buying my, one of her first cars, a Subaru station wagon, you know, and she walked up and I said, I love it. I said, you're not supposed to say that in front of the salesman. Anyway, they bought the house. Okay. Now, this is the guy that bought, uh, wrote the bestseller, The Psychology of Money in 2020. Okay. So, emotion comes into play. Now, if you're too emotional, you shouldn't be running your own money. Simple as that. Okay. Simple as that. You shouldn't be. Now, one of the things that this guy talked about uh, in in that psychology of money, if you haven't read it, it's a great good book, by the way. Uh, by the way, the, the the gentleman's name is uh, Morgan Housel. Okay, um, but it's it's kind of like uh, you know, as he described it, he says like standing at the base of Mount Everest and saying, "That's where I'm going to the top." That's great, but now you must hike up the mountain daily. And you got to deal with the market volatility, okay? So some investors do themselves a disservice when they say, I'm in it for the long run. I don't have to think about the short run. No, but you must think about the short run because you have to experience it. And what's interesting, the average investor, when, when they, there was no Charles Schwab, whatever, held a stock for seven to eight years normally back in the 60s, 50s and 60s. Now, the average investor, by the way, has the lowest total return they've ever had, and they're averaging less than a year, three quarters of a year. So what they're doing is they're trading. They're not investing. What are you doing with your money? What are you not doing? All right? And and that's the key. You know, look, physical fitness is the best example. If you want to be in great shape, you've got to work out every day. If you want to be a runner, you go out and run. If you invest, you should invest. You know, uh, look at Warren Buffett, uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. They read all day, and they only make a few calculated investments here and there. Fascinating, isn't it? Yet they outperform the S and P, and they outperform you. How about that? No, uh, I'll just say this: uh, our friends at, at uh, Marshfield, who are going to be in town, but I can't invite anybody um, except for my clients. Um, are doing the same thing. They're investing. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, so I bring that up because strength in dividends 
is still there, folks. And in an uncertain time, you can't fake a dividend. So consensus estimates forecast the S&P 500 dividends will grow 5% this year. And next, focus on high-quality stocks during periods of uncertainty. You know, you're looking at very reasonable valuations at this point and dividend stocks versus corporate bonds. You know, look, corporate bonds, you're taxed at regular income. Dividends, you're taxed at 18 or 15% plus Obamacare tax of 3%. But the dividend estimates are rising. Corporate bonds, you know, you may have a dividend re, uh, or a reinvestment risk where the yields drop. Okay. So you got rising yields. Growth outperform, uh, you know, growth outperforms when yields are coming down. Value outperforms when yields are going up. So yields could be a good place to be. Okay, value stocks have dividends. So dividend valuation is where you want to be at this point. Remember, we talk about the silver tsunami. Okay, stock ideas for an aging America. We're all getting older. The population of America is getting older. They want good. Sound companies with dividends. You can't fake a dividend. Believe me, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there doing the numbers. They're, they're tearing apart your annual report step by step every day. Okay, there you go. I would highly recommend in a period like this that people with wealth plans are not fearful. If you've done the right thing, and that's what I keep stressing here, if you've done the right thing, you're not fearful at this point, okay? I would also highly stress, I, I told you about the, the, the ex-serviceman uh, who just died recently, and he, he put together the family inventory workbook before he died. He had 13 brokerage, or no, 11 brokerage accounts. He had four insurance policies, and his wife would still be looking for that stuff. He didn't put it all in one place. He kept a copy, I kept a copy. Uh, his wife's a very nice lady, by the way. I, I, but I highly recommend that uh, to all of you. So you can get those, by the way, by going to WHK fourteen twenty, going to local podcast, down to the Smart Investor Show, takes you directly to my web page. Has all these contact and email me type of things. Set up a time. We'll we'll, we'll get together for a uh, small conversation. Okay. Um, so people ask me, what should I do now? Well, look, I think we're getting, we've had a lot of bad news, a lot of bad news, haven't we? I mean, it's like, can it get this bad? I mean, President Biden's probably, you know, totally bummed out. He's got the lowest approval rating after two years ever from a president. He, he's got to be terribly bummed out. But look, for a while there, value is going up. All through January, value was going up. February, we have a flush out because of the Silicon Valley Bank Group thing. Growth is now going well. We've been saying since November to have a barbell portfolio strategy for growth and some value. Now, last year, all I talked about was value. <laughs> all right? And if you look at growth, the total return versus value, it had really beaten value pretty drastically up until about, I don't know, 2020, midway through, uh, well, fuck it, uh, 2021, midway through the year, and then 22, midway through the year. 
But if you look at the growth valuation going forward versus the value, it growth has become cheap again. Okay, uh, as compared to value. All right, not comp- you know everybody says are we cheap? Well, depending on where interest rates go, and I guarantee you, with as much raising of the interest rates, we're on our ninth time that they've raised rates. Okay, our seventh time. I'm sorry. And they raised them 5%. So they've gone from zero to 5%. That's the fastest ever in a year. All right. So I bet you interest rates are coming down. As a matter of fact, if you look, the 10-year, which was at 4% two weeks ago on this show, we talked about it, is now 333. The two-year, we can't find 5, 5% CDs anymore. We're, you know, with banks that we like anyway. The, the two-year has gone from 5% down to 3.9. Folks, there's a lot of money made on bonds, especially if they're, you know, uh, they're doing it the right way. So I think you want to do have this portfolio of both growth and value. Okay, so think about that for a while, and, and we'll take it from there. Um, but don't – the problem with the dividend growth portfolio and the prime income list a lot of people go out and buy them all at once. Got to buy them as they come to you. I think we should take a break. This is a smart investor show. If you have a question, the number here is 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. We'll be right back. It's the time of the season. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. The straight talk and hard work and do it right plumbers at Wyatt Works will unclog your drain for only $93. Or it's free. What's the catch? There's never a catch with Wyatt Works. I'd rather starve than do business that way. We really will break up your clog and get your water flowing again for $93. Plus, we'll send a camera down the line so you can see exactly what you're dealing Most with. Most of the time, clog busting's all you need. Wallaka doodle. Back to your regularly scheduled life with a 12-month no-backup guarantee. If your drain line needs more, we'll explain all the options, including flexible payments and guaranteed estimates. And on the off chance clog busting can't get your drain flowing, our service call is free. You'll still get upfront pricing on solutions to your problem, but with no initial service fee. That's on us. Either we deliver on our promised clog busting, or it's free. So don't put up with half solutions or slow or clogged drains. Call Wyatt Works and consider it done. License number 30185. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. 
Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Just tuned in. This is Smart Investor Show. And um, I was thinking, you know, uh, I was listening to Rob Schleimer this week, and Rob is our head technical guy, and he's really good at what he does, by the way. And, you know, he, he said a couple days before the, the FMOC meeting, he said it probably generates some serious volatility. He was right. Uh, as soon as they, as soon as he talked, you know, we had an up and down movement of about 100 points either direction. And then uh, he spoke. He, he took his press conference, and they just they just took the market out in, and and bagged it, you know. So, uh, but if you look, uh, we didn't break anything. You know, we didn't break down. Okay, so that was the good news. Now we still have to get over that forty twenty area again to get going. Now the weekly momentum's been positive, and it's now I think has turned negative. But we'll see. The daily momentum. It's still negative and turning up, but we got to get over that forty twenty area in the S and P five hundred. That's that's pretty important. Okay, so uh, you know we broke the downtrend line, then we undercut it and came right back up. So it'll be interesting to see if we hold that. Now the Nasdaq broke its downtrend line and undercut it for one day, and the daily momentum's turned up. So that's kind of interesting. And if you look at the Nasdaq relative to the S and P five hundred. The NASDAQ is leading the way, okay? And then, actually, it's the NDX. It's the top 100 stocks. So that'll be um, fairly interesting. Now, I got a, I had a couple questions uh, this week from people about the 10-year yield. And, you know, it was at 4.089, uh, what, five days ago. And uh, I hit 3.285, uh, just uh, <laughs> two days ago. Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, it's bounced a little bit, but there's some serious um, support there. There's the two, you know, we we broke through the 200-day moving average. We tested it a while back, and now we've broken through it. Um, but it, there's a great deal of support there. So the, I think the 3.285 will probably hold. Look, I don't, unless they crack the market completely, and I don't think they're going to do that, uh, I think we're going to, we're not going back to like the, the half or the quarter percentage point. You've broken out of a 40-year decline in yields. The bond market, bull market, is over. That's simple. So you're going to have to be a lot more intelligent to buy bonds. You can't just buy bonds and hope for the best. You can't buy a bond fund and be right all the time. All right? You know, don't mix a bull market and brains. <laughs> All right? You just don't. It's just the, the way it works. So the one thing I will say about the yields is if we look at the RSI momentum uh, things, if you don't know what RSI is, it's relative strength index. If you don't know how it works, you shouldn't be in the stock market as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, it's very oversold and it's turning up. So yields may pop one more time just to make sure that uh, we we all have to pay very close attention. Now, I will say this, the quadrant balance momentum oscillator that my good friend, Mr. Schleimer, uses quite regularly, uh, and if I'm looking at a weekly chart, is now back to oversold levels again, okay? 
So it's one of those things where, you know, you have to, uh, we're, we're places where normally you bottom. Okay. And if I look at the daily index, the momentum figures are turning up. Remember, if you look at the monthly chart, the, the long-term monthly chart, the momentum on the sell side is the lowest I've ever seen it in since the 8082. How about that, huh? So that's a long time, even lower than 1987 uh, and 2002. So um, that's a long time. Now, once again, you know, we have the, this weekly breakout and then we touched and we, you know, went below it in the S&P, mostly due to banks, by the way. And now we've popped above it again. So if, if we do get through that 40-20 area, uh, we could be in for another move. Now, the Dow Jones held that, that downtrend line except for one day. One day it broke it. Same with the NASDAQ. And they, on, on a uh, daily basis, are oversold too. So uh, things are really looking interesting. Now, the Russell uh, is kind of premature to you know, conclude that the Russell pullback is bottomed out because there's a lot of regional banks in the Russell. That's why it got clobbered. But it is holding support in a big way. Okay, so just remember that. It's holding support in a really, really big way. So keep that in mind. Now, the number of stocks above their rising 200-day moving average has got whacked. And same with the rising above the 50-day moving average. These are all indicators that you follow. And the number of bulls are below the 19 level again. And the number of bulls are over the 50 level again. So we're back to some areas that you have to pay close attention to. Now, if I look at the growth versus value, mid-cap growth is winning. Small-cap value just broke over uh, small-cap. I mean, small-cap growth just broke over small-cap value. And uh, growth versus value on the big side is even steven. So it, it'll be interesting to see how we go here because, you know, growth is what got killed in 2021 and 2022. So. Now, the high beta stuff, okay, is correcting a little bit. That's the cyclicals. That's what we said had been holding up so well. But they're still holding their uptrend line. So uh, who knows? You know, the, the problem with this market is figuring out where the leadership is coming from. Remember, financials were in number two spot. They're number seven right now, six or seven, I think, right now, in dynamic asset level investing that our friends at Dorsey Wright provide us with. So. These are things that you have to pay close attention to. Now, I will say this. The 10-year yield has broken its uptrend line and made a lower high. Uh, but it's at pretty big support, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, if it breaks below there, I'll let you know in next week. The dollar has definitely broken its uptrend line. Remember, the dollar goes up when interest rates go up, okay? It goes down when interest rates go down. So if anybody's been wondering why the dollar's been going down for 36 years is because we've been in a bull market for bonds. That's simple. So keep that in mind. Now, look, I, I thought oil would hold uh, at the 72 level, um, well, 70, 72 level, and it hasn't. So uh, 62 is a very important support level, and it, it came very close to failing there. So um, it is, you know, in a downtrend. So, uh, you know, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that the oil stocks may be a peak valuation, that type of thing, and you got to be careful. 
you know, they're talking about not refilling the strategic reserves. God help us if we get into a war, uh, you know, because we won't be able to re- refill them. But I have lots of questions about gold. All right. And I'll just say this. Gold has this beautiful cup and handle formation, but it failed. The, the cup, the first time failed, but it held. I don't know what that means. I, you know, I looked it up and I, I looked in all my technical manuals and I have probably 80 books on technical analysis that I've read. Uh, and, and nobody says anything about that. I will say this. The monthly momentum on gold is oversold and starting to turn. And also, if I look at gold relative to copper, remember, Mr. Copper is the is what you look for to rally if you think the economy is picking back up. And gold is starting to turn versus copper. All right. So keep that in mind. Now, on a weekly basis, gold's a little bit overbought. So, you know, just remember that part, uh, you know, going forward. So, uh We'll, we'll leave it at that. Now, look, if we look at the long view, let's talk about this. I'm going to talk about this in, until we start to turn. We just started a, a secular bull market back in 2016. Okay. So these usually last 17, 16 to 18 years, 17 is the average. So we're, we're only in it six, seven years. So we probably have seven, eight, nine years of this. Now, you say, this isn't a bull market. It's a bear market within a secular bull. And 1987 was in one of the greatest bull markets in history. And I watched the, the market go down 25%. I had 25% cash back then. I thought it was a genius, and I felt like a schmuck after that day. Okay? So there we go. But you do have bear markets within bull markets. Okay? Secular bulls. Just like, you know, look, in 2003, to 2007, we went up 22% from the bottom. And we got hit again. And then from the bottom, until we really broke out in 2016, we had a huge move. All right? So you have bull markets within secular bears, and you have bears within secular bulls. So just keep that in the back of your mind that we, you know, we came a long way, and we're, we're looking interesting. And, and what we do is we look at these secular bulls from the bottom, okay? So like in 1929, that was the bottom. From the bottom to the top in 1954 or 5, whatever it is, it went up 23%. In the bottom in the 70s to the top in 2000, we went up 23%. From the bottom in 2009, if we just go to 2000, we're looking at 13,500, 14,000 on the S&P. That's a long way from here. The problem is we're in this four-year cycle where we hit a peak back in 2020, and now we're giving it up for a while. I think we'll start to rally in the, the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. And I want you to keep that in mind, uh, you know, because yeah, people get really negative at this point. And I think you should be looking pretty positive at this point. Just remember, the momentum figures... I look at the 14-month over the 13-month moving average. The momentum figures are the lowest I've seen since 1996. Actually, I can go back to 1987, and, and we're still just a hair lower than that. So when you look statistically, we're, at this, we're probably at the first deviation, and we're starting to turn up. 
you know, so when the, the four month crosses over the 13 month, which may be coming up here, that's when the bull market will start again. And I think it'll be the third, fourth quarter, somewhere around there. So keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your head because too many people are getting bearish. You know, I don't know of a money manager anywhere that uh, is, is, is happy about the way things are going. But, you know, people ask me, well, why weren't we in bonds? Well, last year, bonds got hit 16.2%. That's only 2% less than the S&P 500. Now, the NASDAQ is where the real damage went. It's, you know, it was down 35%. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind, too. So I just think you have to, as a, uh, an investor, you know, remember, most people are traders now. That's what we, we told you. Now, look, just remember, the, it's very rare that after a, two, you know, after a year cycle, when January was positive, that you have an, another negative year, okay? Let's take a break. Remember, the phone number here is 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. Stay tuned. talking about summer house summer house is a very special place it's so warm and welcoming and it's got that vibe that's like south beach and a touch of malibu do you remember the blue fox or the theatrical swingos that's the heritage of the summer house yes it's got great and interesting food what a great staff they have and then there's the spectacular views of downtown and the lakefront mikey's trees well you have to come to the summer house just to see mikey's trees that's all i'm going to tell you about it the summer house is the real deal i'm going to tell you kind of between you and me all the profits from the summer house go to charity all the profits from the summer house go to charity including awakening angels and several others call them up 216 270-2300. Ohio Roads and Bridges connect us to things we need and enjoy. It takes a lot of hard work and money to keep roads in good shape. Today, most of that money comes from Ohio's gas tax. As Ohioans drive more fuel-efficient and electric vehicles, people are buying less gas. That's great for our environment, but it means less money for road and bridge maintenance. Ohio is conducting a study to find a new and more sustainable way to fund the maintenance of our roads and bridges. To learn more and to provide input, visit ohioroadfunding.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Transportation and Air and Cooperation with the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. Okay, we're back. Uh, I do believe we have Howard on the line. Howard, how are you? Good, Tim. How are you? Uh, no complaints, anyway. All right. Good, good, good. Hey, listen, in the last three, four months, I've put a substantial portion of my portfolio into short-term treasuries, three, six, nine, 12 months, bills. Yep. 
And the last one Good I idea. bought was about a yeah, last one I bought was about a month ago and I got five point three two percent for a nine month bill. Which was the best rate I got this year. Can I sell that and then at a profit and then reinvest it into another short term treasury? Sure. You know, I mean it's it's up. <laughs> I guarantee it's up because uh, the last week, you know, so, uh, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the problem you have, Howard, is reinvestment risk. You know, you're going to you're looking at uh, a two year treasury at three, three, nine now, three, nine, five or something like that. So, right. I mean, you can take the profit if you want, but, you know, you, you're giving up a percentage point and a quarter, I guess, or half, whatever. So but if I can the make the five percent, if, if I can make the five percent up front now. And then reinvest that on that much ahead, right? You're you're going to take a capital gain. That's correct. So, uh, like I said, you know, the only problem with with yields right now is that I think a year from now you're not going to find them. I mean, look how fast we went down on the two year uh, treasury and the one year treasury. Amazing. Uh, it's and, unbelievable. And yes, it is. So, uh, you know, it's. The, the markets, the, the bond market, there's no insider information, okay? The bond market is the smartest market there is. So, like, you know, if you watch the bonds of your stocks and the bonds could take a big hit, get out. Because <laughs> there's right. no insider information on the, on, on the bond market. So, uh, the bonds are telling us something's wrong. All right? So, okay. you know, rolling, the, rolling them is, no, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Make a quick profit. Okay. 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 Thank you, Tim. Appreciate All right, it. All right, sir. Right. Have Appreciate a great it. day. All right. Anyway, so, uh, by the way, the, the number here is 216-901-0945 if you have a question. That's 216-901-0945. So I was looking at dynamic asset level investing that our, our friends at Dorsey Wright provide us with, and all this is is relative strength investing. We're looking at the best investment. And last week, we had financials were number two, or two weeks ago, they were they were number two. They dropped to number three last week. They are now number six. Energy, which was number one a month ago, is now number seven. What's really interesting is communication services, which is like Meta, First, and Snap, and all those names, were dead last with just 29 votes. They picked up almost 60 votes this week. So they're still second to last. The real estate's dead last. But basic materials is now the number one asset class. Industrials is number two. Consumer non-cyclical staples, which has been in number three or number four for a while. Technology is number four. They were, you know, seventh. Consumer cyclical or discretionary, you know, retail is number five. And then healthcare jumped 10, 10 uh, points. So uh, that, that's really interesting. So basically what the, the headlines there are financials and energy are are having a problem you know they're deteriorating very quickly so uh you know it's it's one of those things uh and by the way you know i was looking at the bitcoin chart because somebody asked me about it now i don't recommend bitcoin but if you look at bitcoin versus cash bitcoin on relative strength breaks has broke a double double top uh so the bullish percent came in at 32 it's down one percent this week uh it's getting really close to that 30 area so let's talk about the bullish percent very quickly uh, the bullish percent is a is a risk guide, okay? So uh, 
it, it was designed back in the 30s by a gentleman who wanted to be bullish at the bottom and bearish at the top. So it goes from zero to 100. And when you get over 70, that's the red zone. That's when everybody's talking about the stock market. And then you go below 30, and that's the green zone. That's when nobody's talking about the market. Believe me, the amount of bearishness out there now is the most Tim's ever seen in his career. Okay? And I've been doing this a while, folks. I ain't a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is the most bearish I've seen people. I, I, I call people. And, you know, we were up last week, and every call I talked to the people, they were down the mouth. I mean, Mr. Biden's approval rating is the lowest after two years of a presidency ever. Okay? So think about that for a second. Anyway, the bullish percent is still Tomovos, but it's at 32. We're very close to that 30 area. We, you know, we could turn around any minute. The over-the-counter index is at 28. It's in a column of O's. The world index is at 31. It's in a column of O's. All right? Now, what's a column of O's and a column of X's? Column of O's means we're in distribution. That's when you should be paying attention, especially when we're over 70. When we go into a column of X's, that's when the offensive team's on the field. Okay? So right now, the defense is still on the, on the field. But, you know, you, you want to you start thinking more positively right now. Buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. Simple as that. So, uh, you know, I was looking at some major indexes, and the NDX broke not only its downtrend line, but it broke a double top. And if I look at the relative strength of the NDX versus the S, you know, the S um, standard pores, it's it's on a relative strength buy signal. So that's important. So we, you know, we we just go over this again. Basic materials are number one, industrials are number two, consumer non-cyclical or staples number three. A lot of dividend growth portfolio stocks in that staple area. Technology is number four. Now, I wonder how long technology is going to last, okay? Because, it, ha- you know, normally when you have a big decline, you bounce around a little bit, all right? So I'll just, say, I'll just throw that out there. Consumer cyclicals are the same way. <clears throat> Healthcare, <clears throat> which was dead last a year ago. It's slowly but surely moving up. Uh, financials and energy just got whacked. And remember, communication services were dead last with 29 votes. They're now at 80. All right, so there we go. Uh, keep that in the back of your head because I think that's important. Now, if I look at dynamic asset level investing, international stocks are still number one. So what they've done is they've pulled back. And, uh, you know, I, I could look at a couple different ETFs, the EAF. The EUFN, which is Europe Financial Group, just got whacked uh, and re- rebounded pretty nicely, by the way. And on fixed income, you know, look, uh, when the FMLC wrapped up their uh, Wednesday meeting, they raised the Fed fund rates, obviously, by 25 basis points to 4.75 to 5, as had been expected, by the way. But... <laughs> It had the reverse opposite effect that they wanted. They wanted to raise interest rates. It dropped the interest rates. So the 10-year yield following the meeting, it closed at 3.5. It was at 4.1, 4.2, actually. Uh, 4.112, I'm sorry, a week before the meeting. The two-year was at 4.2 after being at 5. So those are some, you know, pretty beat up things. Now, I would suggest that now 
the most improved areas are the long bonds and the agencies, which is, uh, you know, what Silicon Valley bet on? They were a month too late. <laughs> and the most negative movement was in the preferred and the convertibles, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, right? Now, you know, if I look at the commodities, gold looks fairly positive long term and, and oil is negative. All right. So that's different from what we said two years ago. So I mentioned that. Now, gold got whacked on Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday. So the problem is the support area is around 1810, 1820, and it's around 1950 right now. So uh, you'd like it to return, reverse back up if you own it. And the, the mint ratio, which is the amount of silver needed to purchase one ounce of gold, uh, has turned down. It looks like it made a double top to me. So keep that in mind. All right. So those are some th things you need to t think about. Hey, let's take a break. Uh, like I said, the phone number here is 216-901-0945. 216-901-0945. We'll be right back with Insiders. Instead of watching all that other stuff on TV, and there's a lot of it you don't really want to see anyway, what if you could watch, say, Greg Laurie on demand whenever you want? Be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Well, now you can. Forget the TV, boot up your PC, and log on to Lightsource.com. That's where you'll find streaming video of A New Beginning with Greg Laurie. Ministry videos on demand at Lightsource.com. The secular crew sees a mess for the next administration. Seems like whoever is the next president has got a mess to clean up at the DOJ and FBI. And, and you know, I think people want to see it cleaned up. They want an effective FBI and an effective DOJ to be doing the right thing. And we know how hard the bureaucracy fights back against anyone who tries to make changes. Secular, weeknights at 6, right before Brandon Tatum at 7 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, folks, uh, we're back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been told my, I'm getting a little scratchiness out of my, uh, my uh, microphone. I apologize. It's brand new. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's the music. Anyway, so now we talk about insiders, okay? So what we've done is we start with strategy, little economics, and, and then we've talked about some more strategy, and then we've talked about in different groups, and, and we, now we're going to talk about stocks where the insiders are buying heavily. And that's what's important. You know, insiders are usually early. They're right more than analysts. So if you get the analysts agreeing with you, the insiders buy in, and the technical, you know, picture that looks good, you'll probably make more money than you would otherwise. So now uh, we had a couple interesting ones this week, and one was called Alaris Life, and it was, it was taken over. And somebody bought 22 million shares. Uh, he's a director, Adam Portnoy, and I, I know this name, by the way. It's a $29.3 million purchase. So I don't know what he's thinking, but, uh, you know, there you go. 
And then PLBY, which is leisure, uh, we had a director at $2.56. Now, this is a three fifty stock back in February. Uh, he bought $18.7 million worth of stock. Uh, also, we had uh, the Tess Energy, which you know went from 20 to 17 in about a minute. Uh, we had the uh, director, Joe Steinberg, buy $2.7 million worth of stock, and I thought that was fairly interesting, too. And Motive Care, which is a medical facilities or a real estate investment trust, they got hammered. They were they were ten bucks, uh, hundred hundred ten dollars. They're eighty two dollars now. He stepped up and bought two point one million dollars worth of stock. Now here's a couple other ones that I think are interesting. Alliance Resource Part Partners, which is coal, uh, was a twenty three dollars stock back in the last week of February. It's now uh, eighteen or seventeen. Or, uh, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's eighteen sixty. He bought one point eight million dollars, and he's the chief executive and president. Uh, and here's Mary Mac pharmaceuticals. Remember, this guy was buying when it was four bucks a share, and now it's 12, and he steps up to the plate at 11.52 and buys another $1.8 million worth of stock. And, uh, you know, you know, you always like that, all right? So, uh, Dun & Bradstreet, okay, uh, the chief executive officer bought 1.2. We. It sounds like we got a caller. It's Mike. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you? No complaints. Well, I'm doing better than my country is. Say, say part of my um, investment portfolio is invested in BlackRock, and I hate the thought of this ESG stuff. It just that it really bothers me. Um, is it, it you know? It, do I have an option to convert that to like Fidelity or Vanguard? Someone who you know companies that aren't in you know uh, in bed with this stuff, this ESG. Well, it depends on where is it. <laughs> is, is it is your pension or is it, you know, a yeah, it's my, it's my, yeah, it's my retirement pension. Uh, you got to work with what they uh, have. IRA, right. Yeah, well, yeah you got to work with what they have, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of BlackRock either, uh, especially because Larry Fink gets to vote all the S&P 500 stock. Mm-hmm. And he's he's so far to the left he can he doesn't he can't spell the right uh, right so I I don't like the fact that he gets to, to vote all those shares uh, myself but the the point is is that uh, you know BlackRock's got decent performance but the problem is is that you got to see what's in the in the pension you know or in the four hundred one k and and make your decision accordingly okay because okay. if it's all BlackRock you got no choice in the matter. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy, Mike. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Uh, big, big problem with a lot of people. Anyway, a couple other ones. These are uh, smaller names, but uh, Innovix, which is electronic equipment, you know, they had a big, big gap down back in the beginning of the year and now have turned around. Uh, we had a director buy $1.1 million, And then uh, also... Uh, uh, Stiefel Financial, you know, got hammered. It was like 70 bucks. It's now 56. And we had the co-president, uh, Jim Zimeliak. I think I got that name right. I actually met him a long time ago. Uh, is uh, He bought $1.1 million worth of stock. He did have one other group that, uh, by the way, there was several buyers of the Tess Energy, uh, you know, little little buyers here and there. Wanted to let you know that Phil Frost at uh, Opco bought a million shares last week, bought another 200,000 shares this week. 
and there were several more buyers of uh, Schwab this week. So uh, there we go. So look, I, I was looking, and uh, you know, one of the things that you got to take a peek at is the the S and P five hundred successfully regained four thousand at a time when the bearish sentiment indicators suggest few thoughts such a feat could be possible. All right, technology's comeback is joined by a welcome bounce by the financials to a degree and the healthcare. And I guess the question is, when is healthcare going to start to pick up? And and that's something, uh, you know, uh, I, I got to, uh, I'm watching carefully. Uh, so March Madness <laughs> is, is the word, uh, you know, I guess that's the key technical point here. You know, we, we have a, a lot of people uh, worried about the end of the world and, and you know, maybe it's coming, but the market is not at a new low, folks. The low occurred back in September. I talked about it the last Saturday in September. I said this is the low, and it was, and that, that's a pretty good call on my part. We're still 7% above it. We were 15% above it in January. So, look, some of the banks have shown some minor stabilization. I think more is necessary. The REITs, they've broken down, okay? That's, you know, the... The commercial real estate investments are from regional banks. That's where they get all their money. That's the problem right now. So, uh, you know, those are the things that you have to worry about. And I, I think that if I'm a betting man, uh, I'd be paying pretty close attention to that type of stuff. It's, you know, it, it's the it's the area where you really have to uh, pay a cl- close attention. But look, in last week. We've had technology, and healthcare has outperformed the equal-weighted S&P 500. So that's worth keeping an eye on. And oil and financials have given it all up, all right? Uh, the, the question, will they come back? And I, a lot of people are betting on oil, and that makes me uh, worry a little bit. But look, one of the things that I noticed is breath has been quite strong on the rally attempts into midweek, while multiple sectors like industrials, financials, energy, and healthcare have lagged in the recent weeks, uh, they've, they've started to come to life again, okay? So, look, here's the hard part with the market right now, is figuring out where leadership's coming from. And it's been the NDX. Now, I bought the QQQs, which are, are rallying too, but I should have bought the NDX. Uh, the NDX is where the leadership is. Healthcare's starting to emerge. Communication services were dead last. They gained 60 votes this week. All right. So Meta, Snap, and those type of names. So, you know, I'm not recommending any of these, but that's what's rallied. Okay. So pay attention close to those things because I think it's important that you, you pay very close attention. In the meantime, here's what I do I go to WHK1420, go to local podcast, down to the Smart Investor Show. It'll take you right to my webpage. Go to Insight. There's two, well, no, there's uh, one or two or three new ideas this week on that thing. Now, they're not all related to the stock market, but they're financial stuff that you should read. Uh, I read it every week (laughs) just to see what we're putting out. But it also has stuff where they actually name names in the stock market. The other point I would suggest is go to the bulletin board, and in there, there's a weekly newsletter and also Rob Schleimer's stuff. If you'd like to get on my newsletter, uh, I send it out weekly. We get a couple different newsletters going out uh, and monthly. So we'll just leave it. At, you know, Rob has a thing called Roadmap where he gives you a, 
a brief overview of what's going on. I think it's important. Um, in the meantime, uh, look, the wealth plan, I can't stress how important it is in a time like this. Have a plan, okay? We can do what-ifs on this plan. We call it playground. We can go in there and say, am I going to make it? Am I not? You know, whatever, okay? Uh, it's important. And the family inventory workbook, don't forget that. In the meantime, if you go there and you hit contact me, you can get the dividend growth portfolio, the prime income list. Like I said, these lists change from time to time. And the important thing is, is when you buy these stocks, you can outperform even the dividend growth portfolio if you buy them at the right time. Some people buy them all at once. I'm more picky. <laughs> That's the way I work. In the meantime, uh, it's supposed to be very windy and get very cold. So, you know, uh, be cool. Uh, the wind's knocked down a couple branches of my, my yard already. So in the meantime, have a great weekend. This is Smart Investor Show. My name's Tim Hayes. Don't forget to buy low and sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash Tim Hayes. That's all one word in the address bar, rbcwfma.com slash Tim Hayes. Please join us again next Saturday for the Smart Investor Hour to hear more smart investing from Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.